Okay, perfect. Right. So yeah, so just uh, let's start with your story and take it from there. Yeah, okay. Well, my name is Omar. I'm from uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, where the, it's a northern state, uh, Mexican northern state that is uh, neighboring the Texas in the United States. And uh, well, like I was saying to you, Yannick, I've had uh, Lyme disease, or I hope that I don't have it anymore, but I I got uh, bitten by a, I don't know if it was a tick or a bad bug, I never saw it, in Belgium in 2003. I was staying over, I was in vacationing with my now wife, and we stayed over at a hotel and got bit, and I, I saw the bites, and I started to feel a little bit off, and then when I got back, I got the bullseye rash in my chest area. I went to the doctor and they told me, no, man, it's nothing to worry about. Maybe it's just like uh, an allergic reaction to the to the bite. Take some anti uh, some uh, some antihistamines, and uh, I don't remember if they told me to take some antibiotics and stuff. So, and they said, and I pretty much uh, the internet was like just ramping up in all these uh, medical stuff, and uh, there wasn't a lot online, but. I did see about the bullseye rash, but everybody told me not to worry and that Lyme disease didn't exist. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. And so so I had to start to deal with that. Uh, I started to get like brain fog and fatigue. And the, the first symptoms, I think that they were uh, like pain in my knees and my shoulder and some inflammation, a lot of fatigue. I was like finishing uh, college right uh, out that time. And I remember that at my afternoon classes were like uh, almost impossible to get to because I was always tired after a meal. I was always tired and I was it was pretty hard to get up out of bed. So anyway, uh, a lot of time game went by. I went to see uh, dozens of doctors. I think I've seen like 30 or more doctor specialists, not just doctors, but spe- different specialists in these past 20 years. And most of them have told me not to worry about Lyme disease, still telling me that it doesn't exist and looking at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that I have Lyme disease. So what would what, what they tell you to do? Uh, well, if I went to see a gastroenterologist, for, uh, for example, he'd tell me that I had a stomach bug and give me some antibiotics. If I went to see like, uh, you call them the... Uh, uh, the, the, the doctors that are specialists in the muscles and the joints and uh, uh, like a well, physiotherapist. They, a what? Like a physiotherapist? Yes, but but no, maybe like uh, how do you call them? Uh, I don't know. I'm not having a bit of brain fog, but okay. And they they would tell me that I have inflammation in my knee and that it should have like uh, infiltration of steroids and stuff like that and if i went to see the psychiatrist they'd he'd tell me that i was depressed or and uh and the psychologist would tell me that i had to work with my family stuff and uh and i went to see the eye doctor he told me that i have an infection in my eye oh my god and if you if you went to to see it at that time the doctor they just went the, the way of what they know you know and they i don't know <laughs> I was. I always thought that doctors were a little bit like Doctor House and stuff like that, <laughs> but it's 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 not it's not at all, man. I mean, you, I mean, I'm pretty disappointed with the medical institution by by now, and uh, well, nobody was able to give me some relief until like 15 years later in 2018. Um, 
I was speaking with a friend that uh, she and curiously she's my neighbor, and she got bitten in Boston, and I got bitten in Belgium, and we all we both had Lyme disease, and we started sharing our stories, and you know, oh, I have that, and I have that symptom, I have that symptom, and, oh well, this kind of diet has been helping me, this kind of therapy has been helping me, and we started sharing our stories and our 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 experiences. And finally, in 2018, she comes with me uh, to me and she says, "You know, man, I have Lyme disease. There's a doctor here in Chihuahua now that uh, that is able to diagnose it, and should, you should go and see her." And I did, and I got diagnosed with Lyme disease with uh, Borrelia, and uh, we started to get the treatment. Uh, I finally started to get. I was pretty much scared of antibiotics by then. So I started to get the herbal treatments first. And uh, when that wasn't much working, I mean, I was like just having herbs all the time and not getting better. And she suggested, you know what? You have to do some stronger antibiotics. I have to start to take oxycycline and bite with, I don't, I don't remember all of the kind of antibiotic. And that helped a little bit, but the herbs were too strong and I my digestive system was too sensitive so i had to go back to the herbals and i went on like that for like two years and finally in 2019 i learned about a drug called disulfiram uh, i don't know if you heard about I keep it. hearing about uh, that yeah yeah and it's dr jajumarajadas or something like that he's the guy who discovered that it's it has a very strong uh, uh, anti antibacterial properties specifically for Borrelia and that's Lyme disease and Babesia. Mm-hmm. So I went into it. I I dug in. I went into all the forums. I got went. I saw all his interviews and read his papers and stuff like that. I had to get some disulfiram from India because it was impossible to get it in the U.S. or in Mexico. And so I I, I finally that's started the treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I started the treatment in 2019, and I got the hardest hairs I got in my life. It was very hard, but can you describe I it a little bit? Get... Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just a lot of fatigue, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of acidity in the body. You know, like you feel a lot of toxicity, constant toxicity. You have to sleep a lot, a lot of headaches, and but I did get to see. Like uh, when I was ramping up, because you have to start with a little, uh, a very little dose. I started to feel like I, I, I had some uh, some relief in in my thoughts and my my thinking process and my my brain fog started to go down a little bit when I wasn't hurting. So I said, "There's something to it. I'm gonna go through it." I'm, I've always had like a strong uh, willpower. You have to, when you have a uh, like disease, like Lyme disease, you have to be very disciplined. Sure. And I started to go through the, the treatment and I started to get better. And I started to get better and I started around, I started just at 17.5 milligrams or micrograms. I don't remember what it was. And and you had to get to 350, but you have to go very, 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 very slowly. And uh, I don't know, every couple of weeks, I, I had to go a little bit up, a little bit up, and a little bit up. And to, long story short, our, after, I don't know, eight or nine months, I was supposed to be in remission from Lyme disease. 
I started doing the treatment in, uh, I don't know, it was October or November of 2019. And by March or April of 2020, I was able to start uh, using my mountain bike again. Oh, wow. I started to doing mountain biking uh, with some friends. And by the end of that year, I was doing like 40 kilometers uh, every other day. And 2021, at the beginning of 2021, I was feeling great. I was supposed to be in remission. But at the same time, Bartonella came creeping up. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, uh, disulfiram doesn't address Bartonella. So I went back to my uh, infectious diseases doctor, and she suggested that I do some hard antibiotics. Uh, it was supposed to be the only um, uh, option right then. Back then, so I so disulfiram targeted Babesia. Yes, but not wine and Babesia, but not Bartonella. Yeah, and so I started to do. I don't remember what injections they were, but uh, I did get some relief. I, I do remember that I had a lot of cramps, especially when I was like doing my mountain bike, and and I didn't get to to feel completely healed and completely better. So she had the great the great idea and suggested that I should use uh, cortisone, you know, okay. like prednisone or corticosteroids. Uh, uh, cortisone. It's uh, what's the name of it? I'm having like some kind of brain fog right now, but I don't remember the name. But it's 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 like a therapeutic uh, cortisone that they they give you. Uh, yeah, natural cortisol. Uh, no, no, it's it's not natural. It's it's a pill. It's uh, made out of sure. a natural hormone called cortisol. So it's like a fit, yeah. So it's a artificial cortisol. It's corticosteroid. Yeah, corticosteroid. Yeah, and um, it, it it helped a lot with the inflammation. But what I didn't know back then, or right, I mean, I knew, but I didn't take into account. It's that it it presses completely your immune system. And so what I did to get to start to get better. Uh, some symptoms started to come back. And then in, at the end of 2020, my father died. And my mom was uh, very ill. Uh, she, she had uh, like a heart problem, a heart condition. And I had to stop by her home like three times a day. And like I, I was spending like an hour or two hours every every trip. So I finally I decided, I mean, you know what? I'm just going to go and live to, with her at, at her house. I mean, the house is empty renting right now i had just sold my house it was like economically and uh, time-wise uh, the smart uh, solution no so i did a, a a fairly remodeled remodeling of the house and i moved in and what i didn't know at the time is that that it had mold contamination mm. uh, there was mold in the house because of some water damage at the time and uh and then i had to um and i started to feel Lousy. I mean that. I moved in, and at about two weeks later, j just give me a second, Jenny. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I have to tell something to my kid. No so uh, yeah. So uh, after a week, I started to feel lousy, and by the second week, uh, I remember it was a Saturday that I went and did one of my bike rides. I did like. 42 kilometers or something. I fell off my bike. I had a pretty good tumble. And uh, I came back and I rested. And that was a Saturday. And by Tuesday, I was having trouble breathing. 
Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and I had to to like be bedridden for a whole lot of time. So you had mold uh, mold issues in the new house. You were on yeah. corticosteroids or cortisone. Yeah, and suddenly yeah. everything you had the accident and everything went downhill. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that the accident maybe just uh, like uh, finished like uh, tipping my immune system, you know. And combined with the cortisol and the mold, everything went to hell right there. So I went to the, because by that time, since I was supposed to be in remission from Lyme and the symptoms were very, very different for that, that, that than Lyme. I mean, the, the breathlessness, the trouble swallowing. And uh, I, I I started to get up to, to go to the bathroom every, like every hour and then every 30 minutes. And I had terrible insomnia and a lot of allergies started to get like irritation between my my mouth and my 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 nose and my mouth and my throat a lot of irritation and no medicine was doing anything uh, uh my my infectious infectious disease doctor said uh, that maybe i i had a relapse from Lyme that i had to take the drugs again and it wasn't working and we thought it was a bartonella and the bartonella drugs weren't working and then she said oh maybe it's babesia and uh, we tried the Babesia drugs and they weren't working uh, at all. So this started, this, this went on like a few months and I started to see other specialists at, at the time, like a lung doctor and a brain doctor and a, a gastroenterologist again. And I got like, uh, what's the study called that they put the camera down your esophagus and mm-hmm. they see it. Yeah. And um, I started to get, I saw like another 10 different specialists than from the Lyme disease and everybody said that I was okay. And uh, I had, uh, since I had just had the bikes accident, I, I, well, I thought, you know what, maybe my cervicals are messed up. So, and they said, yeah, 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 maybe it's your cervicals and they have to give you some treatments and some injections or some therapy and they didn't do anything also. So this went on to like a couple of months and finally by reading, I mean, since I had pretty much insomnia all night, I was uh, reading a lot and uh, like trying to find out like obsessively looking at the web pages and web pages and web pages looking for my symptoms all over the internet and I finally came up with uh, the the mold toxicity mm-hmm. and it, things started to match up and I got uh, I found out about what then they were called uh, Great Plains Laboratory the Great Plains lab, and I sent urine and, and my blood uh, a sample out to them, and the, the results came back positive for Aspergillus mold, mm-hmm. Aspergillus nigger, I think it was, and and uh, Aspergillus niger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the black mold, right? Yeah, and 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 then uh, I had. Uh, I sent out for a kid for not from another lab. I think it's called Mycometrics, and uh, I, uh, I tested my house, and it came back a hundred times positive for for Aspergillus niger and other uh, other kinds of mold. But that one was the one that had like a hundred times uh, increased. Uh, right, and that was showing uh, up in your body, right? Because that was a hundred yeah. times the normal. Yeah, hundred times the normal in the house, and a little bit high in the red zone in my body. Oh, so, okay. yeah, 
So anyway, I started to do the mold treatment. Uh, it's like an antifungal. You have to take an antifungal, fairly strong. And, uh, and, and, and I had to change my diet. I also came back positive for heavy metals. And I later learned that mold causes your detox pathways to go haywire. So, so I was getting intoxicated with heavy metals and the uh, Epstein bar went creeping up back up and everything went creeping back up. So I started to do the mold uh, treatment, started to get a little better. And that was like November or December of 2021. By March 2022 or February, I was able to do some exercise again, but uh, I still had a lot of inflammation. I had a lot, a lot of fatigue, but I was like hopeful. I mean, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going back up. No? Mm-hmm. I did some remediations on my home and I thought, I mean, okay, maybe I'm regaining my back, my life back. I, I was doing the uh, the bee therapy. I started doing bees, bee venom therapy around that time also. Was that, and that was not with Filanov yet? That was before you? No, 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 no. Over here in Mexico. Okay. A friend of mine started doing bee venom therapy for Lyme and the other co-infection. And he started getting better. I started doing it and, and I, I felt some relief from the inflammation, but not that much. And well, finally, a couple of months went by and uh, my doctor suggested, you know what, maybe it's the Bartonella. You're not getting better because you still have the Bartonella. Bartonella is very strong and uh, the symptoms matched up with Bartonella. So we decided to do rifampicin, which is a very, very strong uh, antibiotic combined with another antibiotic. I remember which one. That's crazy. The amount of antibiotics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it does a lot of damage to the body. I was desperate back then. You know, when you're desperate, I don't know. I, I, I think you've been in the same position, but uh, you try whatever you can. Yeah. So I started to do the rifampicine, and I saw it in, in a lot of the uh, Facebook or Baronella groups that a lot of people were getting better. A lot of people were saying to be careful, but I don't know. I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. And I did, and uh, I, I started to get some relief from the sinus. I had horrible sinus at the end of I wasn't able to breathe uh, very much. I had to use Afrin, or how do you call the, uh, uh, the nose uh, spray that you use for, for inflammation. Nose? Yeah, there's yeah. Like, uh, different ones, I guess. There's like yeah, anti. They're like steroidal ones. There's like sal- saline ones, and then there's like a few other ones. Yeah, a few other ones that like they become pretty much addictive. So mm-hmm. I was also addicted to the nose stuff, and like uh, uh, if you stopped using it, it would the symptoms would become even worse than before you first started using that. Yeah, yeah, immediately all my 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 uh, my nose closed up. All the inflammation went creeping back up. So that's horrible. How do you deal with that? Do you just eventually go off of it and just suffer for a bit until it comes back? Yeah, you suffer a lot because you basically can't breathe, you can't sleep at all. And I tried tapering off and like substituting with with saline ones, which pretty much don't work because you, you're used, your body's used to the other ones. I start to do a little bit of um, uh, steroid uh, steroid based uh, sprays. Mm-hmm. They help a little bit. And maybe it's just, I don't know, willpower and suffering and a little bit of time. And I was able to, and I, I got used to not breathing well all the time. 
but I, I had to get off them because I mean, it came to a point that I was driving around and suddenly my my nose started to close up back back up. I had to find a pharmacy right then because I had to buy it because I w- I, w- I wasn't going to be able to breathe mm-hmm. uh, right then. So so I got off them. And and when I did the rifampicin, I I did get to see that uh, it helped a little bit with the uh, with the sinus symptoms, and uh, but not that much. And suddenly, I I I had like a terrible episode. I I tried to do like medical marijuana for inflammation, and I just I, I don't know if it was a cardiovascular event or what, but suddenly I had like heat in the back of my head and i started to feel a lot of inflammation my heart rate started to go up and just suddenly i felt like like fainting and like i i, I didn't get like uh good irrigation into my brain or in, in, in my my start my hands started to go numb and i just wasn't able to drive anymore a friend had to bring me over to my house to rest and i spent like this like I don't know, three or four days, and I had uh, I, I, my my doctor then suggested to take some medication that didn't help a lot, and finally my infectious disease doctor told me to take sinaricin, okay, which is a calcium blocker or something like that, and that started to help. And but so anyway, uh, this went on for several other months. Finally, in December of 2022. I still kept uh, reading and finding out about everything that I could, and and I finally saw uh, a, 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 an interview of Michelle Slater, and I think it's three hundred and sixty line. It's a uh, it's a Instagram profile that they do interviews and I don't know you call them podcasts and interview people, and she told her story there. And I was very intrigued. Uh, I, I had I had heard about uh, about fasting, but pretty much dismissed it at the time. And I said, no, you know what? This isn't for me. It's it's it sounded pretty hard, you know, pretty extreme to not eat anything. And and at the time, I, I had learned about the water fasting, and I said, no, that's not for me, man. I'll just keep taking the uh, medicine. And 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 then I heard about her, and I listened to the dry fasting. And I said, oh my god, this is it's crazy. I mean, you're you die. You know, you die from fight. But that's what I always wonder. When somebody like you who has never fasted, when you hear about dry fasting, it's just like jumping into yeah. the deep end of the pool without knowing how to swim. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's like listening to, to the, the impossible thing. You know, like uh, I don't know, like floating when you're meditating. You know, something like that. I mean, that's impossible. You're gonna die. Um, but my wife, she's uh, she's pretty much into the whole holistic thing and the meditating and stuff like that. And so I shared the podcast with her. She listened to it. She she watched it, and she said, "Like, oh my god, you know what, man? This is it. I mean, we've tried everything. We've tried everything. We have to try this." And we 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 had already listened to a podcast of a person that had healed himself from, uh, uh, I think it was cancer by by water fasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, that sounded pretty, sounded pretty extreme, but we started to put two and two together. And we said, you know, there's something to this fasting thing. So you know what? I tried all the chemicals. I tried all the, the B-venom. I tried all the other therapies, and they're not working. 
going to give this a shot. So at that time, my brain fog was insane. I was fairly, uh, completely unable to like read. A so things things have progressively gotten worse at this point. Like there was like that yeah. period. Did you ever consider that COVID had something to do with ramping up the problems? Not at the time. Not at the time. Not at the time. I do now, but not at the time. Right. Since uh, uh, I, I I was pretty much terrified of COVID. Mm-hmm. All my friends were like super responsible during the 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 pandemic and they were had uh, you know parties and stuff and I was I was never at them. Oh, your response. Uh, I was yeah. Very, yeah, yeah, I was always very responsible and I I didn't go out much and I I tried to avoid crowds and stuff like that. And so and, and I got tested, you know, the nose swab pretty uh, fairly uh, often. Uh, f- often or frequently, yeah. Yeah, because uh it's like people who have not suffered through a chronic illness uh, have a hard time understanding people who were scared of this virus. Just any, yeah. I mean, you spent 10, 15 years being gaslighted by doctors uh, yeah. and uh, suffering, the ultimate suffering, I think, that you can experience on this planet. And then yes. it's just yes. two different worlds that people just don't understand. Yeah, people don't understand, and I mean, uh, finally, I, I understood that uh, you can't ex- expect them to understand. One hundred percent, impossible for them to understand. Yeah, and if you can't so accept maybe, that, uh, then you are going to torture yourself. Exactly. Forever. So I finally started giving them the compassion that I hope they gave me. You know, and I started to understand why they didn't understand me, and that gave me a little bit of peace. So anyway, uh, like I was saying of, of, with the COVID thing. I was getting tested, and uh, my my whole family got infected with with COVID. Mm-hmm. All of them at the same time. My my two kids, my wife, my mom, uh, was pretty much scared for her because she was old and all the uh, the the heart stuff that she had. And uh, the person that comes and helps in the house also got COVID, and I was the only one that always tested negative. Always tested negative. I had like four or five tests uh, throughout those two weeks. And I always tested negative, so I said, "Okay, I didn't get the line. Maybe I don't know why. Why I didn't get the COVID? I don't know what it is." But so anyway, I still had all the symptoms, and 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 by 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 January of this year, uh, in December, my wife in December 2022, my wife bought uh, uh, Michelle Slayton book the, that's called uh, "Starving to Heal in Siberia," mm-hmm. and it started to make sense to her. And she started to tell me what it uh, what it took, what we had to do, and we started doing the uh, vegetarian diet. And she read Dr. Philanop's book. And I started to uh, little by little read Michelle's book also. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it. You know Why vegetarian diet? Uh, um, because you start you you have to to detox. So was body. this under uh, was this being told through somebody? Because in Michelle Slater book, I don't think she specifically mentions a vegetarian diet, does she? I don't know if I see it all. Yeah, I forgot to say that uh, we did an interview, uh, a consultation with Dr. Philanop. Okay, got my it. wife. Like she started. Oh yeah, she started reading all the stuff and started to find out about Dr. Philanop. Uh, and it's like uh, also about not not only dry fasting, but I was also so super afraid of. I mean, at the time. The solution was going to Siberia to fast, mm-hmm. you know, and being in Mexico. And I mean, I I, I was like also thinking, man, am I gonna survive the trip? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm gonna die in an airport. And uh, 
she she contacted the, the person that that helps him and uh and they she told her uh, you know what you don't have to go to Siberia anymore we 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 are doing like retreats in Montenegro and I think it was Turkey or Italy and we're gonna have one I think it was like in February of the, of this year but it was still pretty early for me so we did a consultation and he he suggested that I start doing the uh, the vegetarian diet you know for start detoxing the body of all the uh, all the the toxins from the food, and and also I I've I've been doing a, a fairly clean diet from like 2015 because it, it helped me from from all my symptoms, and uh, what by that time I wasn't eating any sugars, refined sugars, any uh, any dairy, any gluten, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. So I, I lost a lot of weight. But anyway, he suggested that I go started doing the vegetarian diet that that he uh, that he recommends, and to start doing um, um, to start doing uh, it's uh, baking soda enemas, okay, baking soda enemas, yeah, for for the mold. Interesting for the mold. Yeah, they're supposed to uh, to detox mold out of the uh, digestive system and the colon, and help like the, the body like just. It obviously has some sort of alkalizing effect to that. Yes, pushes yes. yeah a lot. Yeah, it has a, a pretty big uh, alkalizing effect. And I started doing the uh, the baking soda enemas. I started doing the uh, coffee enemas for all the glutathione and all the uh, also detoxing. And, and how often were you doing those? Um, I think I was doing every like every two days. Wow, that's right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like like I like I did a uh, the baking soda enemas, and I I think I waited like two days, and I did at a coffee enema, and then I did waited two days and did the other uh, the baking soda enemas, and I went like this on for like I think it was two or three weeks, and and I started doing a, a water fasting that he suggests because he said you know what you've been doing. Uh, a lot of hard medications and and supplements and stuff like that for a lot of years, we have to detox your body. And the best way to detox your body is doing it through the water water uh, fasting first. Uh, so he suggested I do a five day water fast, mm-hmm. and and I did. It was oh man, it was super hard. And that was your first super, fast. That was my first fast ever. Wow, five day water fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so I did the water fast, and that was pretty hard. And uh, at the end of that uh, fast, I was uh, barely able to get out of bed. I remember my legs were like linguini, you know, uh, and I felt very thin at the time. Little did I know that I would, would lose a lot of weight from that point on. But uh, I finished the fast, and at the refeed, uh, the next two days. I started to get a lot of mind clarity, you know, mm-hmm. the brain fog started just to go away. And I was like, oh man, there's something to this fasting thing. You know what? I'm going to go all in. And and I started like, I, I like to fix things. I like to keep my house, house very organized and I hadn't done that in years. So I started fixing the water filter and, you know, like giving it pressure again and changing the filters. And I started ordering things for... Uh, for uh, organizing my home again and, and 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 organizing my room and my office and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, man, 
there's something to this. And I said to my wife, okay, we're going to go through it. And then I had to rest for, I don't know if it was 10 or 15 days, but I had to keep doing the enemas after the water fast. I kept doing the enemas and then I started dry fasting. Mm-hmm. I started with, uh, with a two-day dry fast. And he, he recommended that I do, I don't know if it was a one day, and then, then, then for me to ramp up to a three day after that. But I was like, pretty much like I did, okay, you know what, I'm going to do a two day. So I did the, the two days and the first day I felt pretty much like I was able to go through with it. So I said, okay, bring it on. And I did the second day, it was super hard, super hard. The hardest thing that I had done up to that time. And and then again at the refit, I started to feel a lot of uh, a lot of uh, clarity, and then then that that after a couple of days it went away because uh, you're not completely healed by by that time. So I just kept uh, soldiering on. I did. I, I waited for another ten days, and I did another two day dry fast, and 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 then I waited for the, uh, uh, another ten days, and I kept doing the enemas, and I did a, a four day four day water fast. And then uh, a, a resting period again, and an, another four-day uh, water fast. Water, not dry. And dry fast, not dry, dry fast. I'm sorry, another four-day dry fast. And and after a couple of weeks, uh, I think waited like 15 days, and then I went to Montenegro. Mm-hmm. I went to Montenegro. This was in like the, the end of March of this year. And I went to Montenegro, but uh, for the preparation, you have to do... Uh, during the the preparation period in February, I had to do a, a, a liver detox, a liver cleanse. That's what I was going to ask. Because were you not? Yeah. You didn't hadn't done a liver flush before during yeah, this preparation. I, yes, I did during the preparation. I did a liver flush, uh, which involves taking the castor oil. Yes, the organic castor oil. I, I think it's a milligram per kilogram, and then half of that. In lemon juice, you mix it up and you drink it, and you spend like the next four or five hours in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you do a salt flush, like, salt flushing, or Epsom salts before? No, no, no Epsom salts. No. So no salts. you sort of fasted the day, like the day of, like a very. It's usually supposed to be a very light meal in the morning or nothing at yeah. all, and then. Yeah, I, you have. I think that I had just like uh, water, uh, like kefir at uh the the previous night mm-hmm. and then i had like a very very light breakfast i think i only had some millet and some fruit and then uh i didn't have lunch i didn't have lunch and i'm supposed I to think avoid about the day of yeah yeah and about i don't know three o'clock i had the uh do you know the, the liver the liver flush mix and i spent the next four hours on up until nine uh, or five hours up to then that nine a.m uh, in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and 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 after that, I, I did feel some toxicity in my body, you know, like because a lot of toxins start to move around, uh, and and then I had to wait a couple of days, and then I did the the first uh, the first water fast. Yes, yeah. this, this was before the water fast, I think. I'm not sure if it was before the water fast or the dry fast. It's, I, it's it, it must be before the water fast because I had to. To clean my body. No, so you know? in preparation to going to Montenegro, and there was there was in preparation of of starting to fast. It was back in February, and then 
I it sounded logic to me to I don't know if it, if I did this during the preparation for the fasting I should do it before Montenegro. No, you know I was yeah. trying to be as as clean as I could. So just and quick I question. Quick, so Filenov yeah. uh, gave you a recommendation initially to start with a vegetarian type diet, and then yeah. a bunch of enemas, and then slowly ramp up your dry fasting until you actually go to visit him. But in that yeah. whole scope. Where did he actually ask you to do the liver flush? Because usually it's done before even the first dry fast. Yeah, no, that was during the, uh, before the preparation, uh, I had to do it during the preparation period, before the first, I think it was before the first water fast or the first dry fast. I'm not sure of that. I, I had to check my notes. I but think he that it's usually, the flush. right, usually before the five-day water fast, I think it's usually recommended it before, is. yeah. Yeah, I and think then there's it, it so many. Because... Yeah, there's so many theories uh, with the with liver flush. Like, what does it actually do? Uh, but yeah, there's like the clearing your liver from potential antibiotics over the years, and yeah. but really, it has yeah. a huge reset mechanism on the liver, on the bile system, and just like sort of lets it breathe yes. again. So, yes, and saying yes, and I think that it's supposed to help during the fasts uh, because if you flush your your bile, you're less. Uh, there's, there's there's less possibilities of having problems with the bile and stuff like yeah, that. Especially if you have a damaged bile, then you don't want the body reabsorbing yes. it. You want to really flush it out of the body. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, I had I, I it, it made sense to me to do a second liver flush before the Montenegro fast. So I did it, I think it was like uh, five days before leaving to Montenegro. And oh man, that was a mistake because all the toxicity that I that I I started to feel very toxic after the, uh, the 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 second flush, and it endured during the whole trip. Uh, my 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 legs were like uh, very very cold and they're cramping up, mm -hmm. and uh, this went on during the whole Montenegro fast. I felt like oh man, super lousy, and they, they told me that I, uh, they called me the hero. Because uh, I went through the nine days, but it was super, super hard. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I I went to the to 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 the to Montenegro. It was it was a very hard trip uh, because since I live in northern Mexico, I had to go first uh, travel to Mexico City, and then from Mexico City to uh, to, to Germany. It's uh, um, I remember what the city is called. Munich or Frankfurt? Uh, Frankfurt. I went to, through Frankfurt, but when I arrived to Frankfurt, the next morning of the trip, um, I started walking through the uh, through the gate to, to go to the trip to Vienna. And when I got to the gate, the flight was canceled because of some uh, some protests over in oh, wow. Frankfurt. Yeah. So I had to stay overnight. And my bag was in the... In and the already dry fasting, right? Because I think you're supposed to be like three days dry fasted. Well, I, 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 I planned it all the way so that I could arrive, I mean, like three days before starting the oh, uh, retreat. I see. So I could drive, started to dry fast over there. So I said, you know what? I'm supposed to be dry fasted right uh, this, this, this night. But I was supposed to arrive to Montenegro that night and I had to stay over at Frankfurt. So I didn't have my enema bag. Mm -hmm. You know my enema kit, so I was. I, 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 I'm, I you're supposed to do uh, a water enema before starting to fast. Right before the fast, yeah, 
Yeah, right before the fast. So I didn't have that. I I, I consulted them. I said to start, to start fasting anyway. So I I was like in a frantic uh, pursuit of trying to find an enema bag in in Germany. But I was staying at a hotel that was pretty much right by the airport, and I, there's pretty far from the city or any pharmacies. So I started to do like walking around the airport, trying to find an enema bag. I I didn't. And so anyway, I, I, I had to, I, I decided to start right fasting that night, mm-hmm. but I had a horrible night, horrible, horrible, horrible. I didn't sleep at all. I was, I, 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 I almost didn't get up to get to, to, to the, to the plane, to the, to the flight next day. So I wasn't I almost imagine the stress, just unparalleled yeah. stress. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful, man. So uh, I wasn't true to Vienna. And I was feeling like, man, I'm gonna die right now. I mean, I'm I'm literally on the die right now. So I had to have some water. I just have to have some water. And so you know what? It was the right decision. I started to drink some water right then, and I got a lot of relief. So I wasn't able to start dry fasting that day. And I just had like uh, I, I brought some some like protein uh, bars, veg- vegetable protein bars, and my that, that my wife made for me during my trip. And like a vegetarian sandwich that I had uh, left from the the, the the day before, and I that, that's what I ate. Mm-hmm. And I just had a pre light meal during that morning and the and the and during the lunch, I think. And I just started to have water until that night, and then I arrived to Montenegro. I think it was eleven p.m. And the trip to the to the to the hotel that we were staying at was like another hour. And then by the time I got to my room, it was like 1 a.m. in the the morning or night. And I had decided to do the water uh, enema. I did the water enema. And I had to shave my legs and my and my belly and my torso because for all the... Uh, they, they do a lot of massages and, and honey therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also the leeches. So you're supposed to shave them. So And then and they, 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 they also do like... Uh, suction cups in your belly and in your back they used so, to do you know, level therapy too but i think that yeah do they still they, they, they do they do v-venom therapy but i i didn't say this during the time that i got worse i when i had the uh uh the vascular episode after the the, the, the marijuana I, I tried to do the v-venom therapy and i had the same episode again so i wasn't able to do the v-venom therapy anymore and uh, I think it was mostly most uh, having to do with the uh, rifampicin. I, I think it, I don't know if it hardened my arteries or something to do with my veins. But anyway, so during the uh, the Montenegro fast, I was pretty scared of, of, of peace by then because of the, the, the last time I tried them. But I started to do the fast. And uh, Dr. Filanov recommends that you do a lot of walking while you're dry fasting. So, but at that time, one of my worst symptoms was like all these cardiac symptoms when I got a little bit agitated. Uh, I couldn't, I could barely walk or go up stairs without feeling faint. So, so I started to walk, and during the during the during the uh, the, the the fasting, I did get some some relief not much for those symptoms but during i think it was uh, the, the third day 
I started to get a lot of relief from those symptoms and all the palpitations and all the, uh, because it was like some sort of uh, inflammation that went from, from my gut to my brain at the time. And, and that started to uh, wrap down and I was able to walk more. And I was, uh, I started walking, I think it was three kilometers the first day. And then I walked like four or five kilometers the second day and like six or seven the, the third day. And I went on like this until I did, I think it was eight or nine during two walks Hello, on music. the fifth day. So you kept walking yeah. until the last day. No, I had to stop during like, I don't remember if it was the fifth or the sixth day because I had, I felt okay. so, 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 so nosy. And also some t- uh, something that people should know about it's that with fasting, any kind of fasting, there comes insomnia. So because of the, uh, all of the symptoms that I had uh, from, from, from starting the fast, and I think because of the liver flush, because I did it too close to starting the uh, the, the 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 long fast, I I felt I, I I had insomnia from day one of the fasting. I I slept I think like only two hours, and then the next day I slept like an hour, and from three, day three on, I slept zero minutes at night and zero minutes all day. Really, mm-hmm. six days, yeah. Okay. No, wow, that is very extreme. That's not everyone's yeah. experience. It ha- yeah. Usually people will be able to sleep until around day five is when insomnia really yes. starts to kick in. And yeah. then I just want yeah. to jump in and, and the thirty-six, the third day, you mentioned the third day is when some symptoms started to improve for you. That's like the magical yeah. day that people who are new to dry fasting are panicking that things are getting worse and maybe my heart's going to get worse. But if you can reach the third day, a lot of magic happens yes. with anti-inflammatory and so many other mechanisms. Yeah, I think if if you go through the, I think it's the first acidic crisis, mm-hmm. and then when you make the switch to ketones, yeah, then you 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 start feeling feeling a lot better, and all the uh, anxiety and fatigue and stuff like that gets a little bit better. And, but I still did have a lot, a, a very hard time because of all the symptoms that were inherent to the, uh, to all the body damage that I had by then, all the, the, the infections and stuff like that. But I did get that, starting to get some relief. And, you know, the, 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 the team over there was pretty helpful. They were like super, super helpful. And, uh, and that's crazy. Whatever I needed. And yeah. you got no sleep. That is insane. No sleep. How yeah. did you manage that? <laughs> Most people would have broken it. Yeah, I know. Well, like I said, I've been pretty disciplined. I've had to be pretty disciplined during the last, I don't know, 15 years because of this. And I've gotten pretty used to getting used to the hardship and changing diet and doing treatments and stuff like that. So I, I just said, you know what, man? There's just, there's zero option for me, zero, zero option for me back down. There, there's, there, I mean, this is like the last straw. You have to go through this because this is, you have the promise that you're going to get better. Okay. And the, the desperation at that time is so, 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 so large. And uh, that, that you just, I mean, you just power through, just power through. And a lot of, I don't know, man, I don't know what it was, but. But I, I, yeah, I, I that, just had to do it. That willpower yeah, being backed into a corner, almost like a wild animal that gets backed into a corner. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
And then, but what, what helped a lot was the massages. The massages did help a lot. I mean, uh, and I was amazed that, uh, because I, by that time I was like, oh no, man, what's your belly massage going to do for me? But it, it supposedly helps a lot to detox your liver. And the doctor says that the, the liver is the life force of your body. Mm-hmm. When your liver is intoxicated, everything starts to go to hell. And but when you detox your, your your liver, everything starts to work a lot better. And it does. You start to get the belly massages that they just massage your organs with their hands. They use no no lubricants, no no nothing during the fast because you're not supposed to be absorbing any kind of stuff, no oil, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And they started doing the, the 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 belly massages in 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 my organs, especially in the in the liver and the the the, the um, how do you call the the the, the organ that produces the bile, the um, gallbladder, the the gallbladder, and and well, and the liver produces bile. Kind of, the gallbladder holds the bile. Yeah, that holds the bile. Yeah, yeah. And then you you do get a lot of relief after the massages that I started to. Uh, to, how do you say, uh, to, to be expecting of them. And I got a relief during the morning, but then after by the afternoon, I started to feel uh, a, a lot uh, bad, <laughs> worse. But the thing is that I have I wasn't getting any sleep. So, I mean, just one day of not getting sleep, you, you feel like crap. So uh, I just went on uh, the, um, oh, Something that also helps and that the doctor recommends is that you place something called uh, by your liver. Is your liver area? A castor oil pack? Uh, no, no, like uh, uh, an ice pack. Okay. I, uh, it, it, over in Montenegro, what, what we did, just we just got like, like a bag with ice inside of it and with like a towel wrapped around and I placed it in my liver area and all some of the nausea and the headaches, they go down. And uh, that that helped. And I mean, I just got like addicted to the ice pack. I was going down to the restaurant to get some ice packs, some, some ice uh, a couple of times a day. And uh, I mean, there's not much that you can do. I mean, because the constant my concentration just went to hell. I, I wasn't able to read like books and stuff like that. So a lot of watching Netflix, a lot of uh, looking at the ceiling, and. Uh, <laughs> A lot of going to the beach and trying to get some sun because it was rather cold over there in Montenegro by that time. It was the end of March and the winds were super cold and like with my my, my bucket and uh, well, when we had the days that we had some sun, I went to the beach and spent a couple of hours there, did some grounding in the beach and and made me walk in and that was like the highlight of the day. But when the, came, the night came, it was like torture, man, because... You know, the nights are pretty much... I'm sorry? You feel like you're just stuck in a solitary confinement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're in confinement. And like, you're pretty much anxious because you're thinking, I should be sleeping right now. And your body is like asking for sleep. And you're not... Maybe during the day, the body is not asking for sleep that much. During the night, I mean, you're just just programmed to it. And I, I, uh, I did a lot of walking during the night. I went to the beach at night and I started to get some relief. From the cold, the cold helps because you start to feel your body gets warm and you feel like stuffed up inside the uh, inside the room. And I, you do get cold because my limbs were pretty much cold. I mean, I one of my symptoms is that that all my left side I still have that 
it gets pretty much cold when the uh, the when the when the weather goes uh, colder temperatures. And what do you? What does that actually do? Like uh, your left side gets colder than your right. Yeah, all my colds, my 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 left side gets colder from my right. What that was one of the symptoms that I started to get. Uh, I think it's it must be from the mold. I'm not sure. I know that it just yeah. I know that the long COVID has a lot of vascular problems, and a lot of people yeah. will say that their extremities uh, very quickly lose blood when in a cold environment. So they call it yeah. Raynaud syndrome, which is misdiagnosed as a side effect of long COVID. Yeah, and and I thought it was I, I looked into that, but I think that Raynaud symptoms that syndrome it, that you're, you're your limbs get like pretty much bluish or purplish, and you do feel a difference in the uh, in the temperature of your hands. If somebody grabs your hands, they feel a lot of difference in the temperatures in them. But that that had didn't happen with me, so it, it was they have been pretty much strange symptoms. So anyway, I I I still felt that cold, but the cold weather helps a lot when you're when you're fasting because. You don't lose uh, that much humidity to the heat, right? And 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 I and I grabbed my. You're encouraged to bring a sleeping bag over there because it helps. If you go to the beach, I went to the beach at night, and I just got into my sleeping bed, and with only my face out of the sleeping bed, and breathing the cold air helps helps a lot. And I started moving from one place to the other, and maybe just watching some Netflix and watching The Office and Friends and stuff like that, and. Uh, and, and the walking and the and the therapy shop and and I, I just went through it. I went through the nine days and man, if I thought that going to a four day drive fest was hard, I was pretty much mistaken because I, it's easy compared to the nine days. By by the time that you get to the day six, you just like I don't know, man, this is crazy and and you're hoping that you don't have like a severe reaction or something like that. I brought over like uh, uh, a heart rate monitor and I also have my Apple watch and I was like checking my heart rate mm-hmm. constantly. And I also had a, like a blood pressure monitor and uh, it, it, that, 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 that helped a lot because I was monitoring myself constantly. And even though I had a lot of heart palpitations, they got worse mm-hmm. during the uh, during the dive fast as, as, as I was like uh, going through the, the, the days. Uh, the palpitations started to just uh, being like present, you know, like uh, feeling like a like a higher heart rate. Yeah, but it didn't go higher than 110, I think. Uh, so the doctor recommends that if 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 they if you go to 120 and you don't go down from 120, then you you just just stop. But uh, I didn't. I was able to go through it, and my blood pressure went a little bit down, but I was like in a pretty normal range by then. I think it was between ninety-six and a hundred. So, so I went through it, and 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 during the refeed, I did get a lot of uh, of relief uh, during the first day of the refeed. I just was able to get sleep. I mean, like was I? I got I think like six hours of sleep during the day, and it was like heaven. Yeah, and I felt great. I felt great, and I. The doctor recommends not to walk during the exit, but I just had to walk, and I went to walking, and I was I was almost able to go up to a, a church that's near the uh, hotel that we stayed in, 
and I didn't get that much uh, heart rate problem and the vascular issues that I had, they, they, they went down a lot. I was pretty excited about that. And then I, we started doing honey massages by then during the refeed because now you're able to do water and stuff like that back. And, 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 and you know what? I got the courage and I did the bee venom therapy. And I got the, 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 the bee stings and pretty much nothing happened. I mean, and I was like, wow, man. Mm-hmm. So most of my vascular issues are gone. So I was pretty excited about that. And, and the, the honey therapy helped. And uh, I just started to feel a lot better. I, I, I was able to stay like four days after my, during my exit before I had to go back to, had to come back to Mexico. And uh, we started the refit with the uh, with with the water first. Uh, we uh, uh, they they gave us like a tea kettle, water kettle, so you could warm your water. Like at five a.m., I got prepared. I got a picture of my family, and uh, I heated with the water, and I got put, I put on some music, you know, like Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. <laughs> to to get some on top, and 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 I started to drink the water. And the first sip of water that you take, your body pretty much rejects it. You, you, your body pretty much goes like, <laughs> you start to cough up a little, a lot of it. But by the second time you have like just a little sip, it starts to go down. And those sips feel like heaven. And and I took, I think it was one liter of water or a liter and 300 milliliters, something like that during the first hour of, of hot water. Not just warm, but hot water, like tea hot water. And after that, you have like this uh, this probiotic that is pretty common. I think in Russia, it's called. It's made out of celandine, celandine herb. Yeah, oh, Bolotov whey. Bolotov whey. Yep. Yeah, they have it prepared for you over there. You just mix it up with some water after the, the after two hours of coming out of the fast, and 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 that pretty much helps like uh, repopulate all your. Uh, or your or your your gut flora, mm-hmm. uh, and after that you keep going with the water for some hours, and finally you're able to have some compote, some fruit compote, and I mean just the the, the glucose that you get from that it just feels like heaven. I I, I still I, I love that compote when I'm coming out of a fast. It just helps a lot because you learn you lose a lot of glycogen. During the fasting, and you start to get a lot of bad with 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 the compot. So we did the compot, and I think during the whole day, I I did water and compot and water and compot, and at, I think it was six o'clock or five o'clock. I was able to have some some veggie broth. We had the veggie broth, and I mean it's just a little bit of vegetables and some broth, but you do get the nutrients. So that's the one that stuff that. Yeah refeeding your body and, and it's, it feels pretty wholesome for your body mm-hmm. and I was able to get a pretty much a good night's sleep that night and at the next day I think we had some millet I, I think we had some millet not fruit no, I think we didn't have fruit yet until the uh, uh, until lunch I, had, I think at lunch we had some buckwheat and I think we had like an apple or something like that and then the the veggie broth also at night, and you know the the food just us getting a little bit uh, more dense and right. more nutritious, and you start apple, to have. Did the apple have skin on it or no skin? 
It had, I think it, it had skin, I think. So you ate it with the skin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I ate it with the skin. I'm not pretty much, I'm not sure. I ate it, I, when I'm coming out of fast now, I do eat it with the skin. But I, what I do remember is that when I started having oranges, they have the most fantastic oranges over there in Montenegro, man. Like this, like super orange oranges. Yeah. If you cut them and they're just like super juicy and they don't have a lot of seeds. And that was very, very nourishing for the body. And, and, and then, uh, it was like a three, we had some fish dinner, like a fresh fish dinner. Like it's because we we're at, you're at the sea, you're at the beach and then you get pretty much fresh, uh, seafood over there. So we had some fish, some wild wheat, and some fruit, and your body starts you feel like it's rebuilding, but it's still pretty much super weak. Yeah, you try to walk, and the the air basically moves you. Right, it's almost pulling you down. So I had to to, to I was pretty much scared of the of the trip back because there was no uh, uh, there was no layover over there. I mean. Pretty much constant traveling all for thirty something hours, so I, you had to get up. But I was pretty excited. I was pretty feeling pretty much good during this time. I got up. I I I think I was able to sleep pretty much like three hours or four hour four hours that that night. I got up at three a.m. and I just got it started getting ready. And uh, during the trip, it was hell. It it was it was hell because. Uh, you're not able to eat much because you're in an, you're in an exit period you, because you're supposed to do a three-way exit period and it's super hard. And what is uh, <clears throat> incredible is that during the refeed, you actually start to feel worse than you did during the fast. Right. You know, because all of the toxins start to come back into your body. All of the toxins that you release during the fast, they start to move around when you start to drink the water, so about I think it's about day three or something like that. You still you 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 feel pretty much lousy, and then I had to travel like that and with not much to eat, maybe just the protein that I had from that my wife had made. I I saved them up in the refrigerator for the trip back, and I I was uh, smart enough to take some fruit from the restaurant, and that's what pretty much what I had. And I think it was in in Vienna, in, in in Frankfurt. I bought like an organic apple, and that's it. That's all I had until I went back to to Chihuahua. I traveled for like thirty hours, and then they lost my bag when I got to to the airport in Chihuahua. My bag was left in Mexico Mexico City, so I had to stay like a couple of hours to do the uh, all the things of the bag. That's but the then worst. I. I, I <laughs> yeah, but yeah. After thirty hours of traveling, I just had to to see over and also fill up the forms and stuff like that. So, I, I think it was like, I don't know, man. This is a test of my resilience or something like that. But but then I I got back and I was finally able to get some rest in my home, and I was pretty much like bedridden for two weeks. Uh, and I, I I went down to to eat and 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 then during this. Time, you have to be very, very, very uh, strict with what you eat. Pretty much vegetables, pretty much buckwheat, millet, compote, and then kefir. During that time, I did have a little bit of uh, wild caught organic fish, 
I think it was sea bass or something like that, some wild caught uh, salmon. And that's pretty much what I did, some buckwheat bread. But during the, the, the three weeks, you have to be pretty much strict with that. And uh, it's pretty much frustrating because when you're at the exit period, or in my case, I felt a lot worse. And uh, finally, when I ended the three-week period, I did a water fast, a 36-hour water fast. And man, a lot of the toxicity went down and I started to feel pretty much a lot better. And I got back all that, that uh, the brain fog went down and I get started to get energy and I was able to go back to work and I was pretty much better during the, the second month because you have to wait for two months before the uh, uh, starting another fast. So and in a 36-hour water fast about, what, three weeks after refeeding? Yeah, after the third, third week of refeed, that's supposed to be the 21-day refeed period. It's the, the exit period that the doctor calls it. You have to be very, very uh, uh, disciplined and, and not do any fasting during that time. Not, not, not dry fasting, but you have to. You, you can do some water fast, but I did it after the three-week period. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the the, 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 the the three or four days that I was able to stay in Montenegro, I, I talked to him and I said, you know what, doctor, what do you think? What am I supposed to do? It's, it's, he says, and it's understandable, it's, it's impossible to know what the, 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 the nine-day dry fast did for you. I mean, we just have to wait and see and how you go through this refeed and how you recuperate, how you recover. But... And, uh, be, Looking at your history and all these years that you've been uh, uh, pretty much very ill and what you went through during the uh, nine-day fast, he said, I'm, pre I'm pretty much positive that you're going to have to do another nine-day dry fast. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm to go through that again. But uh, I started to, you know, you have to be very strong-minded. Uh, so, so finally, at the second uh, after I, I after the second uh, month exit, uh, a couple of weeks before I started to prepare again and I started to doing the animus again, and uh, and uh, I just uh, you know I went through the uh, the second nine day dry fast, and uh, the good thing about this is that now. I, I was able to walk much more. I mean, like I had a spring in my step that I had lost like for two years before. And my, you know, I, I just felt much better. My mind was, I, I, I was able to work a lot, to do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, math calculations and spreadsheets and stuff like that that I wasn't able to do pretty much for two years. And uh, I, I, I went to the... Uh, to the first two dry fast days working mm -hmm. by going to meetings and working and pretty much uh, unfazed uh, and I was sleeping and stuff like that but uh, by the third day I went out of town to be near water and near uh, like fresh air and stuff like that because it is hard when you do it in the city I mean the air is pretty much not that uh, clean and, and you start uh, to smell it too. The deeper you go, yeah, in. yeah, you smell. I mean, that that's something that I I when I came back from Montenegro, 
everything smelled super, super, super like you smell the smoke from the city. Everything feels like like the heavier air, and you just like feel it. Then you go into a car, and somebody else wears perfume. You're like, oh man, open a window because you feel, you smell, and you taste everything like exponentially more. So I went out of town. And I went into to a friend's. Uh, he is uh, uh, like a fruit farmer. He has an apple orchard, and uh, I went to stay over at his apple orchard. And it's right near like this beautiful. Uh, like a little dam and we have some dogs and some uh, no animals and stuff like that. So it's a pretty good place to fast. But then I had, they, they had some rain and they, they had a pretty heavy hail, you know, like ice falling. And uh, so when you have hail and you have mixed it with, uh, with apple orchards, you have to, it's not pretty. It's not good for for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it it messes up with the with the apples and just hits them. Mm-hmm. and it bruises them. And also the humidity that's constant in there. They had to do like antifungal uh, spraying. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sent him. You know what, man? It just hailed. It was oh my god, it was awful. I had to do the antifungal. Uh, Praying, but don't worry, it's just gonna be like 500 meters away from the house. And I was, oh man, I had to get out of here. Yeah. So yeah, it's impossible. They have to do it. So I had to get out of there. And and so we found a house near a place called Mahalka. It's like two hours from from my home, but it's like four hours from where for when from the place that I was uh, fasting. So I had to get everything ready. So we came back to Iwawa, and then we went to. To, to Mahalka for those four hours. So it was during my fifth day of dry fasting. So you can imagine by the time I got there, I was like pretty much exhausted. Yeah. And over there, it's like a little Sierra. The, the air is super fresh, uh, but it's very dry. It's very, very dry, especially because about that, by that time, it was summer in Chihuahua and we're in a desert state. It's, it's, I mean, we have like pretty much big deserts where they filmed uh, the I don't know if, if you know this this movie the Conan movies and the Dune from the eighties. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, well, I'm at best like three hours away from my town, so it's pretty much a super dry area. So by the seventh day, my mouth was like super dry. It was like a desert. <laughs> you feel I felt it a lot harder than it did in Montenegro, and my voice was gone. I was unable to to speak with anybody, and so you were literally in a desert. Yeah, with well, that. it's 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 like a Sierra. There yeah. are trees and stuff like that. But okay, but, so trees yeah. kind of like the African, like almost like a Sahara, where you see the elephants with the trees, or a little more green. No, no, it's like uh, like pine cone trees and stuff like that. You okay, know, yeah. like but uh, it's still very dry. I'm assuming. It, yeah, it's it's, so you're it's like water a, faster. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's there's like a river that goes there, and sometimes it has some water, but this time it was like right. This oh, wow. year especially was one of the hardest um, uh, droughts that we've had in the state for decades. Uh, and so I was pretty much I had I I did a humidity uh, humidifier. I, I brought a humidifier with me. Oh, okay, that's and smart. I placed yeah. that in the yeah, I placed it in the room that I was sleeping at a hill. During the night, I I felt like 
my mouth were was a little bit rehydrated because you you absorb the humidity from the uh, yeah. from the environment. But by but that that by the last day, like I said, my 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 humidity was pretty much gone. And what's what's impressive is that you're still urinating until day nine. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing for me. You show that to people that well. don't believe in dry fasting because they, often, they it blows their mind as well. So it's important yeah. to, to to that people understand that you do keep urinating, but if you actually stop urinating, that's a dangerous sign. Yeah, that's a dangerous sign. And and, and I saw your your video that you were uh, documenting your nine day. I was following along with you, and I saw that. At the first day, I had I think you had like a jar and a half, mm-hmm. and then like three quarters of a jar, and then started going down until we had like 200 milliliters on the last day. I think they and were um, uh, they were it stabilizes at least for me on that fast. It stabilized around day five, where it was mm-hmm. maybe going down the tiniest amount, but really stable. Yeah, yeah, small amounts but stable. Mm-hmm. So you want to look for that uh, because I mean, if it's yeah. constantly going down to nothing, that's a bad sign. Yeah, it starts starts to go down, and I I also uh, I remember what what I saw in your videos, and I at the last day I was still urinating. My wife like, oh my god, you're still going to the bathroom, and I like two three times a day, and uh, I finally went through it, and I did the exit, and also I mean, it, at the, the the last days I believe that they were harder than it was in Montenegro, but because of the dryness. Of the of the of the environment, but uh, the second time I think it was the beginning of the fast was easier, the ending was harder, and the exit period uh, I, I I think I just exited and like uh, a week after I was uh, or at the end of that week I was doing stuff from work in my computer. And I started doing two meetings, meetings after one week, which I wasn't able to do like, like the third or fourth week of the first time and was pretty much feeling great at the time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a water fast because it helped me a lot the first time, should help me a lot this time. No. Oh man, big mistake. Oh yeah? It set me hurling down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started to get like this uh, very pretty big uh, blood flow issues. Why? Uh, Why do you think that happened? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's it's one of the things that I haven't been able to sort out the blood flow thing. Uh, so when exactly I was think... this water fast? A week into the refeed? No, uh, two weeks two into weeks. the refeed. Two weeks into the refeed, and it just uh, I I set me back. I don't know a ton. And and then by then I was pretty much scared to do any any water fast again because I felt like crap during the water fast and I wasn't I, I wasn't gonna go do I, go, I wasn't gonna do it so I soldiered on during the uh, second month and I think it was at the ending of the second month that I decided to do a dry fast a thirty six hour dry fast and I did it and I started to feel much better I started to feel much better. Those are powerful fasts. A 36 hour dry, like people underestimate how healthy and good it can make you feel, especially if you can build it into a routine, uh, maybe a weekly routine. Yeah. It helps a lot. I mean, you just feel like super, uh, uh, super clean. All the toxicity goes from your body. And, but, um, during this time, uh, I did feel 
I did still feel some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, cardiovascular issues. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very low, but they're still there. Some of the like scare, you know, like sometimes like you feel that you're gonna have a heart attack, but pretty much milder than I did before the fasting. I mean, a lot, lot milder because I wasn't able to walk anywhere, man. I wasn't able to drive. I mean, I was driving and I was I, I felt like I was gonna pass out. I had to stop sometimes and I was losing my sight and stuff like that, and all of that went away. But the the blood flow issues and some sort of the inflammation that goes from between my belly and my chest area, I believed it to be my heart, but I've been going through a cardiologist like, I don't know, every two or three months because of that. And each time it's like, your heart's perfect. Your heart is perfect. I did all the studies and all the different uh, tests and my heart is supposed to be perfect. And uh, and so and so I did feel some of that during the uh, during that uh, d- during the uh, second exit. But the dry fast, when I do the dry fast, I just uh, the thirty-six hour dry fast just helps a lot with that, and and then a lot of the symptoms went away. I I have to say, I think I'm not sure because they're all like mixed in together, all the symptoms and stuff. You you're not able to know exactly what's what healed or what didn't. But at this time, after doing two 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 long dry fasts and a lot of uh, short dry fasts i think i've done like 20 by now and i spent like mm. 1500 hours in ketosis by this time i've been i've been fasting for 11 months i think i, I think right now and uh i would say that the dry fasting has sold me a lot and i i thought that it was going to be a, a do it all fix it all kind of things but it, it hasn't been i mean uh, uh, so I, I have to, I, I've had to start looking at other stuff to see what what's gonna be finally gonna do the trick. I do think that I'm still living in a moldy environment, so that that uh, has to be influencing a lot of my recovery because I did as I think it's second testing of my home, mm-hmm. and I still had a heavy load of mold in in the home, so. So it's difficult to move out of the home because it belongs to me. Of course. And, uh, and I can't just sell it. And uh, I, I'm still in the process of doing the remediation and the remodeling, stuff like that. So it's just a process. And people, just... you a lot of people think that they'll do one nine-day dry fast and it'll be over. But it is important to realize that it is the process of healing 40, 50, 60 years of damage, depending how old you yeah. are. And not only that, um, it's like scraping it away. You're not going to scrape through an iceberg on your first try, yeah. but you have to keep scraping. Yeah. And even if it's not a cure-all, my question would be, would you redo all of this all over again if you went back in time yes. with the knowledge that yes. you have? Yes, I would. That's yes, the important yes. question here because people will hear something like, oh, he's still not fully healed. Why would I do something so crazy? But no, everybody I, I, who has done it would redo it again. That's how important yes, it is. Yes, yes. And I, 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 some of my friends from Montenegro, they, or one of them, mainly he, he said that he's not willing to do it because he didn't all the get all the relief. And I'm like, oh man, you just have to put your 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 future self in front of your present self. And there, sometimes the uh, the weight losing is scary. 
Mm-hmm. It is scary to lose a lot of weight. I mean, I, I, I lost like 24 kilos from starting fasting to the, 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 when I, the, to, 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 to the, mm-hmm. the lower weight that I had, I went down to 54 kilograms. I don't know if, rem- if you remember a movie that Christian Bale did. I, called <laughs> I think about that all the time. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And I remember I saw his, like, the, the pictures from this, the, the movie, and I was like, oh man, I looked at the machinist and I looked up, like, he weighed at that time, he weighed like 55 kilograms, we're pretty much the same height. I think he's like a centimeter taller than me. And I weigh 54 kilos, a, a kilo lower than the machinist did during the movie, you know? You know? So, you can't imagine what I looked like. Oh, it's scary. It's scary to look like that. It's scary to look at yourself and see that all your, I mean, uh, my my uh, muscle mass pretty much uh, went away. That's, but it goes away mainly during the water fast. Uh, I, that's when I lost it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it uh, comes back. Yeah, a lot of it comes back. But during the water fast, I started losing a lot of muscle mass and I didn't get it back. And I mean, I, I have been like two years without exercise and you know like just my my muscle mass going down so i was pretty weak yeah by when i started fasting so a lot of people that i've talked to and that are doing water fast i have a friend that he starts fasting and he just goes out and does mountain biking you know he goes and what does like 30 kilometers water fasting and the l- does long ones or shorter ones i think he's done at most three days or something like that yeah so for three-day water fast like if you can do it you can totally exercise during it yeah 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 but uh, i mean it, it has to do a lot if depends on the the, the, the condition of your body it's if, if you've had sure. a long this it's going to be harder i mean it's going to be harder and the results are not going to be that immediate and fast uh, like uh, like a healthy people no no probably sure. that also have a chronic illness or some just had some some skin stuff or some gastrointestinal stuff, you know, the 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 drive is gonna do wonders for him. And maybe he doesn't have to do like uh such a long fast and it's gonna be super healing. But for for those of us that have been uh ill for more than ten years, it's you have to go through it. And you have to get used to the idea of uh, that it's a lifestyle from now on. Mm-hmm. You you have to and, and and you know what, I'm 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 okay with that because thinking of going back to the uh, normal lifestyle, which is like you know eating heavy, super processed foods and uh, going out drinking and having toxicity, going in, willingly going back into your body, it, it's, it sounds like insane to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I just uh, try to keep being like eating organic foods and uh, doing like uh, uh, I still do the belly massages. I still do. I still do, and they help a lot, man. During the thirty-six hour of dry fasts, and self massages, or does yeah, I do a self? No, I do a self massage. They, 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 they do. You have conferences all throughout the uh, fast. I didn't talk a lot about this, but. It, the conferences help a lot because they they start talking about what you're supposed to be feeling every day during the, re- the retreats, and like by day two you're supposed to be feeling that, by day three that, and by day four that that that, and they start talking a lot about what fasting does and how you're supposed to be feeling during the refit and all these strategies during the exit period and stuff like that. So it helps a lot, and you take a lot of notes, and. Uh, 
and and you come back with a lot of knowledge from the retreat and and then that and that's that's also why I think it's very useful to do the the fasting do with with the with the uh, with the help of them on all the therapies and also being with like other 34 35 people that are going through the same thing you get you feel a lot of support and the energy is very positive there right. even though you like there's like zombies walking around a hotel during two weeks but you you know that you're going through it with them and you see a lot of people that are we're going through the same thing and feeling the same symptoms and you're like okay he's okay he's feeling the, th- the same thing that i'm feeling and he's okay so I'm able to go through it, you know. If if I had done it at the first time alone, I'm not sure, or I don't think I would be able to go through it. Yeah, you probably would have broken it on like a, an X number of insomnia days, and you would have panicked yeah. by yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think I would have panicked then. That yeah, but no, it, it helps a lot. And I don't know. I'm I I I got distracted. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember it. Um. Well. I was going to actually ask: uh, Are you uh, on a time schedule? Uh, at, are you constrained by time right now? Do we need to wrap it up soon? Yeah, no, it's okay. Oh, you're still and, up there. Uh, okay. If you if you if you have any more questions, we can do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, I was just thinking we should wrap it up because I do have to at least okay. wrap it up in the next yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Um, yeah. I was going to, well, we were just talking about uh, people going to Filanovs and having the community support and just having the doctor's support, which is important. Yeah. And what I actually tell people, a lot of people that won't, wouldn't be able to do it by themselves need to go there because sometimes breaking yeah. through the barrier of just reaching nine days is yeah. almost like an enlightenment that you yeah. you become a different person. You ha- now know that you have done this once, and now you can do it by yourself. Yeah. But um, yeah. But uh, that w- just on that same topic, the people that do it without going there, can you imagine the willpower necessary to do it by yourself yeah. and explore? You Super strong people, very strong, and just risk takers too at the same time. Um, I was going to ask you. When yeah. You mentioned- yeah. I know. Oh, I think <sighs> they're lagging a little bit. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you, you mentioned that weight loss was intense for you. You said uh, 54 kilograms you went down to, which is 120 pounds. And what's your height? Yeah. Um, uh, 182. 182. 182. 182. So I'm feet. 5'10". Yeah. For our American Canadians. No it's, no, it's almost uh, six feet. Almost six feet. Oh, right. Okay. I'm doing a bad conversion here. Uh, yeah, it's it's so, almost six feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 5.97. I mean, it's like so six feet. a centimeter low of shy of six feet. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a very low weight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- so that's interesting. I wanted to ask, has your body changed in terms of like almost like a recomposition now that you're when was the last time you dry fasted i did a uh, uh, 36 hour dry fast uh, i think it was last weekend but but a long and one a long one's it's been no, months i i, I did a, a no what since i did the, the 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 second dry fast it was in june 
in June. In June okay. this year. Yeah, it's just been like six months. Almost six months, yeah. But after the second dry fast, I've been doing pretty much like weekly or 10 days. So the most of that I've gone without fat dry fasting is, I think it's two, two weeks during their 36-hour dry fasts. And then at the three-month mark, I did the, uh, the a three-day water fast, a three-day dry fast again. Okay. What yeah, have you been feeling on that? What have you been sitting on in terms of weight? Is it completely different than before you started dry fasting? Yeah. I was at like 78 kilograms before I started all the protocol. And now I'm, I'm, I've settled around 68 kilograms. Okay. That's... And I haven't been able to go back up. Yeah. And then I also think that because of the, uh, I still have a lot of, uh, symptoms vascular symptoms and I, I i can walk a lot and but I, I i i can't exercise yet i can walk a lot uh, i can up my pace a lot and my 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 uh, heart rate doesn't go crazy up like it used to do but I, i'm just not able to exercise yet and i think i have to look at something about i think it might be have to do with micro clotting what happens after you exercise with. Uh, my heart rate goes up, but I feel like, uh, like inflammation in my head. Like if I had a lot of blood going through my head or not enough, I'm not sure. And, and, and lightness and some lightness and some, and some palpitations, mainly some, some, uh, some like, uh, ill feeling all around, mm -hmm. you know? And, and like I said, I think it, 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 it has something to do with microcloning, and that's what I, I, I said. That's why I said that it, it may have something to do with COVID also. Have you done any tests mm -hmm. for microclotting? Um, uh, no, I've been going through the battery of tests, and I did like the first like uh, uh, artery calcification tests, and it completely came back like zero, and my cardiovascular rate risk came back like zero. I have normal cholesterol. I have very little cardiovascular risk, but the microclotting uh, doesn't show up in normal tests. So I'm 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 right now looking for doctors or specialists. Have you looked at the D-dimer test? Yes, it's normal. Oh, My really? D-dimer and yeah, it's okay. normal. Perfect. That's it's good. normal. But but I've heard that the sometimes when microclots are involved, the D-dimer and the uh, the coagulation times and stuff like that, they come back normal. So I'm just, and uh, it may be that, or may just me, maybe the mold. I'm not sure. Do you, do you take anything? Very, yeah. Do you take anything like uh, anticoagulants? No. As for I started taking Lombroquinas like uh, a week ago. Okay. And I started taking uh, activated charcoal about a week ago and it has helped so that's why i'm thinking that it has to do with mold I, I i started taking the activated charcoal and i think it's helping me to detox my body so people that that listen to me and and say like oh no man he's not fully healed and the the, the fasting hasn't helped him i have to uh, be like say very strongly fasting has done a lot more than any other treatment has ever dealt with to me. I mean, if I had known about fasting 10 years ago, I would have done it and I would be like completely healed right now. Mm -hmm. And, 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 but I think that right now I haven't been able to heal because of the mold. 
and uh, the the mold keeps like you know uh, setting sending me back from all the uh, healing that I've been doing because of the fasting. So I'm just gonna have to keep on fasting, keep on you know doing the home remediation and doing all the sanitizations and stuff like that, and hopefully in a couple of months I will be a lot better. But I do think that fasting is now an integral part of my healing process. And I will not stop until I'm fully healed, and I will reach the uh, uh, the full health uh, thanks to fasting. That's what that's what I believe, and that's why my body has been telling me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about it. I agree. I agree. I think that it's important to fasting is the most important step, but there yeah. is so much. There is still a lot around you that you can improve from your diet, from mindfulness, fixing your nervous system. Um, yeah. I actually think antivirals are a very big part of healing. Um, yeah, you listen to that from, from you, yeah. So these are, but these are very almost generic uh, strategies that lower your stress, improve your nutrients. And these are all generic strategies for health that everybody should be doing, but most people actually don't. And fasting forces yeah. you into this journey of starting to understand your body better, starting to feed it better, starting to do a lot of mindfulness exercises. Everything synergizes together. Uh, but no matter what, fasting is the pillar. Everything surrounds yes. that pillar. So that is important. Yeah. And, and you've had so many years of going through so many antibiotics, medications, and this has almost like warped your body. Like I mentioned that iceberg and you're still chipping away at it, you know? And yeah, sometimes uh, maybe you do one something wrong and a little bit of damage accumulates when it shouldn't have. And you're constantly in this yeah. little tug of war, but yeah. you should always be pulling yourself slowly, slowly towards health. And that is, yeah. that is the journey. And uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fasting has to be a part yeah. of it. And before we go, there's something that I that, that I, I I need to also say. It's that fasting not only not only helps your body, but it helps your your mind and your your energy and your relationships. Because I believe that when you detox your body and you let go of that all that the toxified water and toxins that are uh, like installed in your body and in your fat and in your organs, you let go of that also. You let go of that toxic uh, thoughts and toxic relationships and, and all that stuff. I mean, uh, I had a lot of toxic relationships with people that it was like just, uh, I don't know how you call it, like this vicious circle. And I just started letting go of people after the fast and I just, okay, man, you you, you, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And I've been a lot calmer, a lot, a lot uh, mindful of my relationships and my environment. And it just helps a lot with that. 100%. I, I- yeah, I not just a journey of physical health, but a journey of mental yeah. health. So that's the yeah. beauty. Fasting is like a pillar of both mind, body, and spirit. That's what I yes. truly believe. And even if you don't start this journey uh, with the intention of spiritual healing, there is yeah. an aspect there that you get whether you like it or not. And I think yeah. it's a beautiful thing yeah. because your life can only improve with it. Yes, it improves in, in every way. And my a lot of my relationships are better. We can do another uh, talk about this for like a philosophical hour, but, uh, dry fasting talk. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm exactly. down. Let's let's plan yeah, something right, like man. that in the future Call for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I don't know. 
Well, as well, anyway, that's that's my journey. I, I mean, we've been talking for a lot right now, for a long time right now, but I just thank you for the opportunity, man. No, thank you. Because honestly, this so many people come by dry fasting. A lot of people shrug it off, but so many try and follow along, you know? But the ultimate thing that you can do is share your journey because it's such a taboo topic and so many people yeah. are suffering that could be helped that yeah it's crazy not only did you do something incredible i mean we're linked by this concept yeah. of dry fasting so little people do it but it's so powerful that i feel like a kinship with anybody who has done a long dry fast yeah. we have all exactly, been, yeah. and we all went through this incredible journey and uh could be it spiritual spiritual or and however you want to look at it it is something that connects us and I think that it's almost our duty to sort of let people know. And I, yeah. too many people kind of sit on it. I think a lot of people actually heal and they don't tell anybody because it's almost like yeah. they're scared. They don't want to be yeah. looked at as a crazy person who did something yeah. that society doesn't agree with. And yeah. so that's why I'm so grateful. And I think that these interviews are so powerful and I do want to do a lot more of them. Uh, and I'm just so grateful that you came out and you actually reached out to me to tell your story, which yeah. I, I'm very grateful for that. And I hope other people that are listening are too. So yeah, there's that. I mean, so many things we could talk about. So I, let's try and schedule something in the future again, for sure. Course, I want to yeah. get back. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any plans yeah, uh, yeah. For, a, for a long dry fast in the next few months? No, I'm, I'm going to do a... I'm going to keep uh, doing the short fast for, for several months and the, the, the three-day dry fast for uh, every three months. And I think I may be able to do a long one again, like a year after the first dry fast. I may try to do a five-day or something like that. But I don't know, maybe my willpower is going to be super strong by that time. I'm going to go for another night. Yeah, but I do think that each, each, each dry fast, even the shorter ones, each of them, it's a building block to a lot of health, a lot of health, a lot of health, and a lot of learning about yourself. So yeah, I'm gonna definitely gonna be fasting, short fast, and also also long fast. Maybe shorter, not nine days, but I'll I'll eventually get to the nine day again. You know, I my search protocol I talk about as a five day uh, dry fast, including like a bunch of yeah. other things. Have you looked through that? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to learn a lot more. I was like super. Uh, focused on the filling up perspective, but I'm I'm trying to learn a lot, and I I I, I like that you do a lot of testing of yourself, and you have a lot of um, like uh, studies, backgrounds, and stuff like that that you are uh, are sharing with us. And I'm 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 learning into that. I'm 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 thinking of going, looking into your scorch protocol and 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 the antiviral recommendations, stuff like that, so to see what it does for me. And and, and I'm hopeful that that. that as I keep learning, I'll, I'll start even creating my own protocols. I don't know, man. 100%. I mean, every anyone who adds to it is important because everyone's so unique, you know? So what works for one might not yeah. work for the other. But my idea and concept with it is basically to provide as much detail as I can and harness the power of scientific research on top of like trying to approach it from a wholesome perspective where there's so many moving parts in an illness that that the solution does not have to be a simp just one thing there you need yeah. to be able to to put it together but then you need to harmonize it with your body as well and i think like the yeah. antivirals are huge i think maybe you should look into monolaurin i 
I've been recently yeah. talking about it a lot more, but I've been sort of playing around with it for a while and such a beautiful uh, compound. So, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty much sure that all the bacteria are gone by now, all the, the, the bad bacteria, but I'm not sure about the viruses. Right. So the viruses are much more resilient. They're, they're like ancient beings that exist inside us and they get for reactivated sure. whenever. So I may look into that and, and I'm, I'm picking up getting some monolaurine being myself and also to use during the exit. Yeah, exactly. Especially during the exit where you want something more uh, mild on the body, something that works, but you yeah. don't want harsh medications because I call yeah. that exit. You mentioned it during your story. You said it's like the weak part of the exit. And I always call the first three days, the vulnerability window or like the weak, yeah. the weak zone. And if we're vulnerable during that time, what do you think viruses are going to do once they get access exactly. to glucose and water again? So those exactly. are things that you have to think about. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and especially if you're near toxic environments that we, every one of us being in cities are, and, and it's hard to get clean food, it's hard to get clean air, it's hard to get clean water, but you have to do your homework and, and, and get the most pure things you can do and the healthiest supplements and the healthiest kind of medicine and mainly try to stay away from all the... Uh, uh, the traditional medicine and the antibiotics are just toxins. 100%. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so yeah. do you, um, you're on discord, right? If anybody wants to yeah. chat with you or, uh, yeah, or wants to reach out to you, do you have any other socials that you want to share or would discord be the best? Yeah, I, I have, uh, my, my, my Instagram profile. It's called, my name is Omar, U-R-E-N-A, Omar Urena. And my, my Instagram profile is called Casa de Urena. Okay. You know, it's like Urena's house and at Casa de Urena. And if everybody want, anybody wants to reach out to me, they can do. I'm in Discord. I think it's my, it's O-U-R-E-N-A at O-U-R-E-N-A Discord or Omar U-R-E-N-A. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm in the, uh, uh, in the, uh, I fasting club, uh, uh, Discord. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can. So um, I'm, I would be more than happy to share my story with everybody. And then just like I said, we have to try and and, and share the, the the message and help people and get them into any kind of fasting, any kind of fasting. It's going to do the wonders for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not just sick people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the world would be a better place if more people fasted. That's just, yeah, man. we know it on a spiritual level. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we got into learn that, man. Okay. Well, thank you so okay. much for sharing your story. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And everybody until next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it too. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around. If you've dry fasted before, have any questions or requests for future topics, please leave them in the comments below. I always check the comments for inspiration and ideas. If you're looking for a chat or to set up your dry fasting plan, check out the dryfastingclub.com website and subscribe. You should also check out the Discord community where you can meet other new and experienced dry fasters. Remember, no two people are the same, so every fasting experience is unique. Thank you and good luck on your dry fasting journey.